Southeast Pennsylvania is going green, and the Real Trends list is reformatted in 2020. Tune into Tool Time right now. I'm Tom Tool. She's Jess Lyon. We are back on Tool Time. We're still distanced. We're still masked. We're following all the codes. And especially relevant today, because Pennsylvania, Southeast Pennsylvania specifically, the greater Philadelphia area, is going green on June 26th, except the city. What do you think about all this, Jess? So I find it really interesting. First, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for gyms to be open. I'm excited for me able to get your nails done, haircut, things like that. Starting to get back to what the new normal will be. That is my big question about all of this what will the new normal be because people are saying hey well it's never going to go back to the way it was and those kind of when people say that that's kind of like concerning and scary because you want it to go back right like how long do you have to wear masks in stores and of course you want to keep yourself safe keep your family safe keep others safe but we have to go back at some point um i started going to restaurants again yes, what uh, was that like i'm curious because I, ha- I have not been so i've been probably like five or six times already (laughs) but um I couldn't wait to get out there and it doesn't make too much sense to me because it's outside seating only for the places that I've been and you're they say you're six feet away but you're not six feet away your server is not wearing a mask some servers are wearing a mask it's just it's just a little bit confusing as has been this whole experience it's good to get back out there if you're comfortable I think you absolutely should um, and just, you know, take every precaution you can. So, uh, yeah, going green, I mean, I think the most important thing here is these salons, these, uh, you know, they're, they're allowing indoor dining up to 50% capacity. But to me, the salons, the barbershops, and those sort of places, they need to open, yeah. um, one, for their businesses. Um, two, it, you know, it seemed like they were the new real estate over the past month. Like, I mean, there was other states where New York had – really restrictive things going on mm-hmm. and they were able to go get haircuts a couple of weeks ago so i'm glad to see their opening i know they're going to be busy there's a lot of people looking to to get groomed and, and do the stuff that makes them normally feel good so i i get some ha- uh therapy if you want to call it that so i like that um <laughs> they're booked out all the way until like mid-july already for yeah. my place anyway well yeah I, I emailed the uh owner of the salon i go to and she's starting to schedule appointments tomorrow and i hit her up as soon as i heard this yeah. so um now, I think that the, you bring up a relevant point. There has been no talk of what happens after the green phase. There's no plan. I, 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 don't, I don't know what's next. How long does it know. stay green? Yeah. Is there a case number? New Zealand came out and said they've beaten the virus. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore, at least in New Zealand. Now, they're an island, so they yeah. have a little bit of an advantage there. Uh, I, I want to know what's going to happen after green. And unfortunately, the governor has not answered this question, but despite being asked numerous times, and it's, it's a big question for a lot of people. Um, I mean, what's that going to look like? And with the restaurants opening, I think indoor is cool. But what do you got to do? Put a mask on if you got to go to the bath? Like, do you, where can you go to the bathroom at these places? Like, how does that work? You've been out. I haven't. Well, you can go to the bathroom. I know in Rich's restaurant, he owns a bonefish down, in, down at uh, Egg Harbor Township. As long as you're eating outside, you can go in. I think they have, like, a one-at-a-time kind of policy where you can go in and use the bathroom. You don't have to wear a mask in the bathroom or anything like that. So... And the places where I've been, you didn't have to wear a mask to use a bathroom. So Okay. Interesting. It's just everybody's doing something different. So it can get a little bit confusing. 
Well, and and that's what's what's been unclear. It's that okay, and they're also allowing outdoor gatherings up to two hundred fifty people. So I that's when like the sports, the concerts, the markets, the festivals. Well, that can start too. Outdoor group recreation and sports activities Doesn't are allowed it have to start. Fifty percent occupancy. Well, it, it doesn't say about like fans or anything like that. Um, so it, it just it, there's there's not answers here. Yeah. And. Uh, outdoor performances and events, you can have up to 50 people. So, I mean, it's... It, it, it's Weddings? You, oh, no. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've seen weddings in, like, parks, like, down yeah. the street from my house where people are just going and doing it. So, the, the issue we're going to run into here is that... And, and schools are opening as well. So, mm-hmm. like, summer school is going to start. And camps are going to start for kids that are run by the school district. So, there's all these things happening. I just... But a lot of it's based on outdoors. So, I, 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 there needs to be some sort of message coming out from the governor saying, here's what happens after the green phase. And that's not happening right now. And that's, that's the biggest question I know that people have. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it was this big, when we get to the green phase, when we get to the green phase, and in my opinion, the green phase isn't exactly what I thought it would be. I thought green phase was going to be like, let's go back to normal life, but it's not. I mean, that's fine. It's going to take a little bit more time, um, but I do want to know when that's coming. Well, we'll wait to find out because we don't know now. So some real estate news. I thought this was very interesting. Um, the Real Trends list, uh, it's the Real Trends and Tom Ferry the Thousand is what it's called. And they rank the top thousand agents in the country. And they base it on teams, individual agents. And then they rank them by number of units sold and dollar volume. So to account for all different kinds of markets. Because there's some people that sell a lot of homes at a low price point. Some people that sell not as many homes at a high price point. So it, it, it meant to be all-inclusive. So... They switched things up this year, and they have a new format, which grouped teams differently, um, where teams were broken into teams of two to five. That was a small team. Medium is six to ten. Large is 11 plus. And it also includes agent-owned and team-owned brokerages. And the reason they did this, according to Steve Murray, is that there was, you know, there's size is is a function of business in some cases. Not all the time, because I know there's a lot of teams that are huge that don't do a lot of business relative to some smaller teams that have higher per agent productivity. So this is a big shift from what they used to do. And I've got one thing here I love, but what do you think about all this, Jess? So in my opinion, after reading this article, I was like, this is great. They switched things up, but do I really care that they switched things up? Not really. What I found interesting was at the end of the article where Mary said that he found an increase in qualifying teams so in the past years, it, he said that there had been about two-thirds of overall rankings were made up of individuals. But this year, that leveled out closer to 50-50 individuals versus teams, mm-hmm. which I thought that was really exciting, especially for us. I mean, we're on a team, and I feel like the team is going to outbeat an individual agent just because of, there are so many th- reasons why. One, because you strategize. I mean, there's just more of you when, you, when one agent's sleeping another person can be out or answering a call or something like that. I get really excited for teams after reading this article. It's inspiring seeing what individual agents do in terms of like number of transactions and their sales volume. Um, But in my opinion, team is like the way to go and it's going to be coming up, hopefully switching to two thirds in favor of teams soon. Yeah. The interesting thing I saw here was that there was some people, they actually went in and like researched it and they said they were an individual agent. And then it came out they were a team, and they vetted those people out so based on like sneaky. their marketing and their. Well, there's a lot of people that do that. They say, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm an individual I saw agent," that, yeah. but then they have 
two other agents working with them as buyer agents. They don't list them on their website, that sort of thing. So I appreciate they went a little deeper on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that to me is, is pretty important. You know, the, the size I, I do get because a, a team with two or five people isn't going to be able to do the same stuff as a team with 11. So I, I, I do like that. Uh, and then what I also kind of kind of noticed here, too, is that you know, you're going to see – you, you mentioned the, the, the trend with teams. You're going to see more people. If they're really trying to scale their business, there's only so much one person can do. Right. So it's going to be impossible to really scale a business if you're not a team. And there's people on this list doing three, 4,000 transactions on you know, Robert Slack, who I've, I've met a couple times. Great dude. He's down in Florida. He, is, he, he did almost 4,000 transactions last year. And there's no way to do that without the right people. So if you really want to scale your business, it's going to have to be a, a, a team. And, and if you want a better quality of life, that's where you know, teams can come into play too. Because an individual agent, you're the one running around doing all the stuff yourself. Imagine what you could do as an individual agent. You're doing like 80, 90, 100 transactions, and then you start a team. It's just amazing. Well, and it depends what people's goals are. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's going to be the other factor here. I, I appreciate what they did here because a lot of times there was, you know, I mean, there's always someone that tries to game the system, right, where they, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the number one individual, but then they really have a team, and they put everything under their name or whatever else. And, and the MLSs have actually allowed for more flexibility there where – you can put two agents on a transaction side now instead of one. To me, really valuable because it, it just it, it allows for the recognition to go there for the right team members. And, and the MLSs are the, sometimes the most inflexible people. So I was glad to see that they've started to work that way as well so the reporting can be just more accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all it is. Because everyone's got a different way of telling you they're number one, but a lot of people aren't. 100%. I have a great quote to go along what, with this article. What is it? Well... You're going to like this one. Michael Jordan. You know him? I, I know Michael Jordan, yes. <laughs> Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins cha- championships. I mean, that that's, you know, talent. I mean, how many times have you seen someone talented that had no work ethic or didn't have the right structure around them and they couldn't do anything? Even if you want to look at sports, I mean, you can take a lot of the athletes that we've seen here in Philadelphia. Same boat because the team wasn't good enough. They mm-hmm. had good players, but not... Not a good team. And, you know, I mean, the intelligence part, too. I mean, when you get more ideas presented, even if you have a healthy discussion, and people really come at it from a place of help, because you got to get buy-in from everybody, then that's where some of the best ideas come from. Yeah, I agree. To me, this is saying that if you're an individual, there's really – you can be talented as, as anything, but you're going to max out, and what's going to take you to that next level is going to be different ideas, different strategies – of your teammates to raise you up and then you're all going to win together, which I think is ultimately the goal. Um, I really like this quote. Love Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, if you look at the way he handled that team, though, I mean, the Bulls specifically, I mean, because a lot of people watch the last dance. I mean, he he knew that he was able to get further once they got Scottie Pippen. He could count on him. They could trust him. He could give him the ball when he needed to. And even when they had Dennis Rodman, who's out of his mind. I mean, if you ever seen like any of these, like Dennis Rodman clips from the 90s, I mean, the guy was crazy. And they knew that he was going to help them win, and they had to kind of work with him, and his uh, style of play complemented really well what Jordan and Pippen were able to do because mm-hmm. he played defense, he did all the dirty work, he was he would get like 25 rebounds a game, like that was like insane at the time, like no one was doing that. So because of that, I mean, and and you look at all the role players they had, like the three point specialists off the off the bench, those sort of things are really important for a team, and a good team has all different kinds of people that play a different role, and 
Those are the people that win. It's the, it's the best teams win. It's not the best individual. That's, That's why they have the MVP and then they have the championship. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be a champion every time. Me too. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching.